It's not as if she were a, a maniac. A raving thing. She just goes a little mad sometimes. We all go a little mad sometimes. Haven't you? y'all it's heather and this is wednesday wine and horror and i was thinking to myself you know past regrets things like that like don't we all wish that we could go back and relive a moment a day a time frame in our lives i'm sure you do everybody has regrets it happens well sometimes that comes with deadly consequences this week's episode will not contain groundhogs but instead, we get a baby masked killer. Yes, guys, I'm going to be discussing and rating and ranting and bitching all together about Happy Death Day. So grab those drinks, get you a slice of birthday cake, and let's get ready to wine. So before I get started on the review, rating, ranting of this movie, I want to introduce the wine that I'm drinking. It's a... Pinot Noir by Barefoot. <laughs> yeah, it's real cheap. It was under $6, okay? I don't care. It's one of my top favorites. I've actually been sipping on it um, outside of me doing my podcast. I just wanted to try it, and I was like, hey, it's affordable. It's got like Winner's Choice Award label on it, so it's got to be good, right? It's pretty fucking tasty. I'm not going to lie. For under $6, uh, 13% alcohol by volume, it gets the job done. I, I don't know how many of you like penos, um, not penises, because that's not what we're talking about. That's a different conversation altogether. But penos, uh, they're really good. I really like them. They're a lot lighter tasting than your rich reds, like your cabs, uh, your, um, you know, Merlots, any kind of like red blends, things like that. Anyways, I'm going to take a sip now because it is actually really good. It's got a, I don't know, you can really taste the fruit in it. I feel like I'm going to go off on a tangent about just a $6 wine because I did recently just watch Sideways, which is a fantastic movie. And it's basically about wine. It's about self-discovery and growing up to in, in a sense as well. But it's also about wine. Fantastic movie. Anyways, I know nothing about wine, not to that degree. But I do know how to talk shit, so let's get started on this movie. Well, as soon as it starts, we open up to our universal theme, and it's on repeat. You know, it's like constantly starting over. I just, you know, that gives you a small hint as to what the movie is about, like what you're fixing to get into. Well, we pan right to a college campus, and you have this blonde-headed chick who is laying in a bed in a room that... Once she wakes up, she clearly doesn't recognize it. It's like, where the fuck am I at? I don't know. She don't know either. 
Well, she is then woken up by a young fellow, and she looks at her phone, and she sees that she's running late. They kind of have some small talk in between, and she hurries up and gets herself dressed. And I have to say, though, right off at the beginning, which is what made me have some dislike for this movie already, is that she's kind of a bitch. Like, I get that she seems to be hungover, or at least that's what we're thinking, right? But come on, like, you don't have to be such a dick to everybody. And she kind of, she just kind of is. She's just like this bitchy, mean girl. Well, anyway, she's walking through the college campus. And I'd say that she's doing like this walk of shame, but it's really more of like a haggard, I don't know where the fuck I am walk because I don't, you know, she didn't sleep with the guy from the, the dorm room. It was just more like, I've got to hurry up and get to my dorm, to her room and get ready to go to class. Well, she runs into a guy named Tim. And he's like standing around, like he's almost kind of hiding, like in this little hall, this little hallway thing or this little part of the, I don't know, whatever it's called outside, okay? He's hiding. So he's kind of creeping me out. Well, she runs into him and apparently she had gone on a date with him and did not seem like she was really into it. And he even asked her, he's like, hey, I've been texting you. Why haven't you answered me back? Um, again, she's kind of a bitch. And she says to Tim, you know, I don't have to text you back. You know, like, we're, we're not dating. And also, who takes the first date to Subway? It's not like you have a foot long. Bitch, you don't even know because you didn't even check. Uh, uh. Well, I'm sitting here dogging her, <laughs> but I assume she didn't check. But still, it's like a bitchy thing to say. Like, what dude is normally going to, you know, be like, um, you know, hey, why didn't you text me back? That doesn't work. It's usually the fucking women that act like that, right? They're always like, oh my God, why haven't you texted me back? But the dude seems genuinely interested. So that's why I say homegirl is being a super bitch. Okay. Anyway, I mean, it was kind of funny, but again, tone that sass down. Well, now she's back to her room and it looks like she's chatting it up with her roommate. Um, again, she's running late for class. Her roommate knows that it's her birthday. She gives her a cupcake, you know, with a little candle on it. And so at this point, I don't think they introduce her name yet, but I'm going to get to that eventually. So you just hold your fucking horses because it's happening. Well, anyway, her roommate gives her, like I said, gives her the cupcake with the candle on it. It's kind of like, she's not even like, thanks. She's just like, oh, how did you know? Well, her roommate, like, looked at her driver's license or something and figured out it was her birthday, which is kind of weird. I don't know. Well, she blows the candle out on it and then chunks it into the garbage because too many carbs. Like, bitch, you skinty. Shut up. That's, I'm sorry. Like I said, she's kind of bitchy, you know, at the beginning of this film and she kinda, I think she kind of thinks she's like hot shit and she's all right, but no, not to be acting like that. Like, be nice. Take a fucking bite of the cupcake, right? Well, anyway, she doesn't. She throws it away. Well, you finally hear, I say so you finally, we just kind of got into the beginning of the movie, but you do finally hear her name. Her name is Tree, and that is, I said that right. I literally looked it up, okay, on IMDb, and the internet doesn't lie. It's Tree, T-R-E-E. So, Tree, 
the blonde-headed girl, is now at a table with some other girls, and uh, that must be like her sorority sisters. I think they run Kappa or something, Kappa Delta. I don't know the fucking shit. And you hear one of the girls giving one of the other ones a hard time because of what they are eating. So this uh, black girl sits down. She sits down beside Tree. And I don't know if her name, I can't remember what her name was. It might be Becky, Rebecca or something. But anyway, she has like a good bit of food on her tray. And she has chocolate milk. Well, okay, chocolate milk's fucking delicious. That's like the only way I will even drink milk. I don't like regular milk. I like chocolate milk. And so, of course, like the head sorority sister's being a bitch and basically making her feel like, you know, you're too fat to drink and eat this. And it's like, fuck you, okay? Whatever. Well, homeboy from the beginning, whose dorm room tree was asleep in, he walks up and as Becky, that's what we're going to call her because I think her name was Becky, as she gets up with her tray because she's upset, he, he and her collide and basically he bumps into her. She spills all of her food, chocolate milk goes everywhere, it gets all over tree, and tree, again, is super fucking rude to him. Like, she's so rude. And by the way, his name is Carter. And I'm sorry, but he's like a total babe. And he is so fucking nice. Like, bitch, get out of here, okay? Your name's Tree. I don't even know. He trying to climb up that tree, I guess. But, you know, it was just like an accident. But she's still, like, super rude. So, we move along to where Tree is, um, she, she's at a hospital. And she's confronted or, well, I really say confronted, but, like, her roommate, whose name is Lori, by the way, runs into her, and she knows that Tree is coming to this hospital for a particular reason. It's not like she's sick, like, <laughs> she's sick for the dick, because uh, that's what she's going up there for, but Lori, like, catches on to this, and she knows, and basically, Tree's just, like, mind your own business, like, leave me alone. Well, she goes, Tree goes into an office, and then we see a doctor come in, and here we go. Yeah, they kind of start to, like, make out, and of course, it's like two seconds of making out, and I, you, like, basically find out right then that he's married. The door, you know, somebody's knocking at the door. It's his fucking wife. Like, okay, like, she's coming to check on him, and I have to say, though, that the wife like, the husband character, I think his name is Gregory or Dr. Butler or something like that. Well, his wife is just, like, a little goody two-shoes looking, and it just didn't fit in well with me, but it's fine. It's whatever. Like, he still shouldn't be cheating on his wife. That's fucking horrible. Um, so, of course, you know, not only is Tree, like, kind of a bitch, she likes unavailable men as well. So, you're just getting this whole, you're, they're painting this entire picture of her, as just not being very palatable. She's just a little unsavory for me, okay? Anyway, um, we get ready to go to a party. Because obviously she leaves because, it's the, the you know, the doctor's like, oh, that's just my student. Like, okay, yeah, we know. You were teaching her about all kinds of things. And not about what the fuck, it, whatever the fuck it is that you teach in class, okay? He was teaching her about the D. That's what he was doing. Anyway, so we're on to a party. And Tree is all dressed up. She's walking down the street. And, of course, you know, you can't be cute and smart all the time, right? Or you really, you can be cute and smart. But in movies, it's pretty much like you got to be the hot, cute girl or whatever. Or you got to be super stupid, okay? Um, 
or how people view you. I just think she's kind of dumb. Just saying. So she's walking down, I say down the street, is I think it's just like part of the campus or something. Well, there's like this darkened sort of like crosswalk alleyway thing. Of course, she's going to go down that way. And she sees a music box that is strategically placed right in the center. Well, it's playing the happy birthday song. And she starts to walk up to it. It's like, why would you do that? I don't know, but she does. And a person dressed in all black wearing this like silly, goofy baby mask comes right, comes up right behind her. And then for a second, you don't see it. You don't see this person. You just, it's like, okay, well, maybe she just saw something. Well, he all of a sudden, I say he, I've already seen the movie, so I can spoil, I guess, what I want to. He, the killer, whatever, he is just standing there. He does come back, and she starts to, like, make these smart-ass remarks, um, and it's like, okay, well, he's not going to say anything. He doesn't talk, actually. And she runs off, and the killer is, like, chasing her, and, okay, this is where the movie starts to get, it's really repetitious. It's like, so, it's not really a kill scene. It's not really a kill scene. We can't really say that. But it is implied that she gets stabbed, and it looks like maybe she gets stabbed in the, on top, in the head, on top of the head or something. Okay, well... She wakes right back up like it's the, like it's like the same day. Okay? It's like this flash right back to the same opening as before. And Tree is waking up again in Carter's room. It's the same shit. They're doing and saying the same exact thing just like before. Well, she just gets out and leaves because she's just like, what the fuck, right? What's going on? Well, she runs back into Tim. Right back into him. And I didn't forget the footlong insult. Uh, the insult. I didn't forget that, but apparently they don't really, they don't really have the same conversation. It's just like she does run into him though, just like she did before. She asks him what day it is, and then he tells her like it's still the same day. I think it was like the 18th of, I fucking, October, maybe. I don't even know what month it was. Anyways, she realizes that it is the same day, and she runs off because she's like freaking the fuck out. Well, she's back to her sorority house and her sorority sister, the one that was being a total bitch, um, at the lunch table when she was calling the other girl out for eating too much. Again, she's just still fucking being a bitch. Well, again, I keep saying again because that's what this movie does. Again and again. Everything that is going on is on repeat for Tree. All right? For the most part, it's pretty much like she's just reliving the same exact fucking day. Well, we go back to the table, you know, the lunch table, just like before. She's sitting with her sisters, and she does, like, something clicks in her head, I guess, where she kind of realizes, like, what the fuck? I've lived this day before. I ain't going to be, like, deja vu or something. No, it's not deja vu, but anyway, she, and she even makes a comment to her sorority sister that, um, you know, Right before Carter bumps into Becky spilling the tray of food, she's like letting her know, like, I know what's about to happen. I've already done this. I know what's about to happen. Well, okay, we know. Well, she's, Tree is back at the hospital again. Again, again. I'm going to keep saying that. I hope to God you guys don't get sick of this during this podcast, but that is the way it be, okay? 
It's all being repeated. Her whole entire day is being repeated, okay? So, it's basically the same thing. Like, she goes into the doctor's office. Boom. Almost gets busted. You know, making out with this buried man. Well, Tree's sorority sister, Danielle. Danielle is a real fucking bitchy one um, at the beginning. The one that's just being rude to everybody as well. She comes in, just like before, and tells her to hurry up and get ready for this party. Um, And it's like, while she's telling Tree that, I will say, there's this one part, it got on my fucking nerves so bad, because she's like, do you want to get the, like, she starts literally talking like that, like, as if she's being insulting, like, she's mentally challenged, and I, bitch, get out of here, I can't, I don't like that kind of shit, I just have a weird thing about that, um, it's like, don't make fun of people, Jesus, come on, stop being a fucking bully, but anyway, it just really annoyed me, and I just felt like it was unnecessary, well, Tree gets dressed, gets ready for this party. Again, she's on her way to the same fucking party. She sees the same baby-masked person, man, whatever, okay? And again, realizes that she is on repeat because she sees the music box. Well, this time she like, well, I'll say this time, she runs off and she then comes to a sorority house and sees the baby mask once again. Well, once she's inside the house, I think she's thinking to herself, like, oh my God, he's inside this house. So she punches the person wearing the mask, and then you find out that it was really just like one of the frat boys there. It was ended up being this big uh, surprise party for her birthday that they were throwing for her. So one of the frat brothers just got knocked the fuck out like Smokey, all because, you know, obviously she's having a hard time because she thinks it's like somebody's after her. No. It wasn't him this time. Well, anyway... As the party is going on, you know, she's talking to Danielle, and Danielle's being super fucking annoying again. Tree is actually approached by this frat boy, and they kind of flirt, and then they're, like, while they are flirting, there's this awkward moment where her friend Danielle is like, you can see that she's trying to get male attention. Seems like she's trying to get this particular frat boy's attention, and he's just not paying attention to her paying attention to her, excuse me. He's just like, oh, I want to climb up that tree, okay? Because he does. Well, Tree does end up going to his uh, room, and it's like she walks in there, and it's like she has literally just walked into Party Monster, okay? It's like a whole fucking rave. He has like this light show going on, and this fucking EDM music. Ugh, barf. That's a regret for me, because that triggered me remembering a time I dated a guy who was a DJ. And I'm not going to get into that story because I don't want to be traumatized for the rest of my evening. Thank you. Anyway, so of course she's just kind of standing there because this dude's like dancing and being like, I don't know, weird and shit. Well, she has her back turned while he's behind her. And she's on the phone, and she's getting text messages from Danielle. Like, I think she calls her a whore. She's basically being like, oh, my God. Like, they're kind of arguing or something. Well, you see two of the baby mask people. And guess what? Frat boy is actually getting killed by the actual killer. So, kill scene. So, like, 
he gets killed. And she sees this and she is getting attacked by the actual killer. Okay, like I think he throws her in the bed and he picks up a bong, breaks it. You know, bongs is, is made of glass. And that's when you're thinking, okay, she's fixing to get stabbed like in the throat, the mouth or something with it. So, again, you see her screaming and boom, wakes up. So, again, not an actual kill scene. It's what it is, is that he is killing her. But you don't actually see, really see the kill. It's just like he, you know, he got ready to jam it in her pie hole. Soon as that happens, as it's implied, she wakes up and everything is on fucking repeat again. Same fucking thing. Same fucking bed. And... As this has done happen, this is beginning to happen now. I think this is like the, well, no, the second time already. She's beginning to freak out more because she knows that something's off. And no, she's not with Bill Murray, okay? Again, no. There are no groundhogs in this movie that I know of. Well, after that, again, because she wakes up and is still in Carter, you know, wakes up in Carter's room or his dorm room. So she takes off because, it's, like I said, she's freaked out. Well, she's finally back at her own room. So you don't really see a complete replay of that entire day. But for the gist of it, yes, that's what happens. Well, she's back in her room and she's telling Lori, her roommate, that she knows that she's already lived this day. Okay? She's like reliving the, these days and she's frantically explaining to her that she's going to be killed oh my god Lori is just like oh my god you just need to relax you need to chill out she's not taking it serious at all but like I said she suggests that she takes the day off and just has some rest so right when she does that I mean of course she's going to take her advice and have her little rest day so the this next scene isn't exactly on repeat because she has sort of redone some things. I guess because she doesn't like up and leave. She's like resting. She's in her bed. And she has that cupcake that Lori has made for her. It looks like she took the paper back off of it. And it looks like she's about to eat it. Well, she doesn't. She sets it down. Um, because she can't find the remote. She goes to look for it. But she ends up finding this creepy fucking birthday card. And it says something like... Happy, or what was it? Happy birthday. You're not promised tomorrow, or you won't be promised tomorrow. Something along that lines. It's basically like, hey, bitch, you about to die, okay? We, we trying to kill you. Somebody trying to kill you. Well, of course, she gets freaked out by this, and then she hears a sound. She happens to grab a hammer, and she goes to check the shower. Like, she's kind of walking around her room, and she goes into the bathroom, check the shower. Nothing, okay? Now... That hammer knocks her right back into the same day. Because guess what? Next thing you know, the killer has taken that hammer, then smashed her upside the head, and then again. Like, she, here we go. We're on repeat again and again. We're on repeat, okay? She's back in fucking Carter's room. And at this point, though, y'all, she's really freaking out. And I'm freaking out because I need to take a drink of my wine. I, I, I'm not 100% sure if, like, reviewing this movie was going to be my best idea. Only because it is super repetitive. And, I mean, because, you know, most of the movie is like, that's what it is. She's reliving each day. But anyway, 
Oh, that shit's delish. Anyway, so as she's freaking out because, again, she knows. the Everything's being played out to be really similar. But it does seem to pick up with the intensity, okay? Carter brings Tree back her clothing. And she just reaches out, gives him a big hug. And it's like, he, you can tell that he's like, whoa, what the fuck? You know, because <laughs> she's not normally, she hadn't been this nice to him. But they start talking and they're discussing this fucked up rendition of Groundhog Day for the sorority sister. That's probably what I should actually call this, okay? Because that's what it is. Well, Carter is trying to help her figure out who could be killing her. Like, who do, who hates you? Well, in this moment, Tree starts to think about, you know, all this bad shit, right? All this bad shit she's done. And I think she even thinks that she hooked up with Carter. But you guys, y'all, he a true gentleman. And he was only making sure that she was safe, okay? That's what he was trying to do. He wasn't trying to get in your fucking tree trunk, okay? He was literally just trying to be like, I want to make sure you're okay. And we get to the shtick of this film. Bottom line is that she has to keep dying. Until she can figure out who her killer is. I think she has to basically be faced with um, who the killer is, right? So basically, she's just going to keep reliving each day. Well, we get to the next scene, or another scene, and we have like this poppy, like, song. I don't know what it is. Honestly, I don't know. I can't even remember the lyrics because I don't really like that kind of pop music. Well... She decides to basically do her own investigation. So, it's like one of those, like, fun scenes. You know, the scenes in movies where they have the music play. And it's almost like a rom-com, to be honest with you. <laughs> with a little edge of, you know, little little tinge of murder. Well, as she's doing her own investigation of who could be killing her, you know, she's peeping in on one of the suspects. Uh, it happens to be Tim. And she notices that there's, like, male... Uh, male porn on, male gay porn, right? And it's like, okay, makes perfect sense. Like, she's kind of like, oh, I think she just knew. I don't know. Who cares? Like, let him live his best life if that's what he wants to watch. Who cares? Well, anyway, as she's peeping in on him, she is stabbed and killed once again. So, this just keeps happening. It keeps waking. She, every time she, she gets killed, she wakes up. Um, looking for her killer, and as she does this, she is actually being killed each time. But there happen they happen to throw in like a scene where she's killed by a bus, so she's literally like a fucking cat at this point because I mean nothing seems to it's it's like well she doesn't actually really die, but you know she can get killed by a bus and that doesn't kill her or uh, killed in her dream. I don't even know what's happening, y'all. I don't even know. I drank. Plenty of this wine before I start it because I was like, I'm going to be on fucking repeat. Like, sorry. Well, after all that happens, it's just like we have this goofy montage, I don't know, scene of where Tree is like walking naked through her campus. And, you know, look, I mean, why not, right? Because it's not like anybody's going to fucking remember. Nobody remembers, right? They're not going to remember. She's not going to remember. <laughs> but I hate to disappoint you guys and gals. And if you haven't seen this movie, you don't get any actual nudity. No nip slips or anything. You basically see like the back end of her. And you just sort of see like her low back. 
And if that's about as sexy as it gets. So, I mean, sorry. Yeah, no nudity for you. Well, again, she wakes up in Carter's room for like the millionth time. Um, something I noticed, though, is that even though she keeps waking up in his room, it does seem like things change like a little bit or like slightly. Because it's always like a little different from the day before, but it's basically the same thing. Well, when she wakes up this time, she keeps holding her stomach. You know, like, ow, like I'm hurting. Like, it's not cramps, okay? This, you've been stabbed. Well, she's in the hospital because obviously she doesn't feel well or I think she passes out or something. Well, she's in the hospital and um, Carter, is he's visiting her because she's laid up in the hospital bed and then here comes that cheating doctor. It's like, okay, oh, he basically makes Carter leave because of visiting hours. It's like, uh, no, bitch, you need to leave. Anyway, well, he shows Tree her x-rays. The doctor does. And he's like, dude, you have been severely injured to the point to where, like, you should be dead. It, like, obviously stupid. You're not that good of a doctor now, are you? Okay. Like, she's then died quite a few times. Okay, buddy. So, get the fuck out of here. Go back to your wife. Nobody cares. Well, Tree knows now that she has to get out of this hospital before she gets killed again. Because she already knows. Like, she's got to get the fuck out of here, okay? So, she sneaks out of her room and kind of, like, walking through the hospital, like, trying to sneak out of the hospital. And as she's going through the hospital, she finds the baby mask. And I think she opened up a desk drawer, and I think that's where she find it. And then we have a kill scene. So, Dr. McDreamy gets stabbed by this goofy cherub killer. Um... Yeah, so we, I guess we kind of get our real, like, I wouldn't say a real first kill scene because Frat Boy gets killed too, but we actually are getting a little bit of, like, regular killing now. And, of course, the killer, he is after Tree. He's going to, you know, he's chasing her. They end up in a parking garage, kind of playing this game of cat and mouse, and she finds a car that she gets into, and she doesn't get killed, right? She gets to, like, she escaped, and she seems really fucking happy. And she's really celebrating this, right? Because she's like, yes, I've ended this fucked up curse or whatever's going on. Well, she is speeding. And she gets pulled over by the police, by a police officer for speeding. And he, like, asks her. I think he even asks her, like, if she's on drugs or drunk or something. And I think it clicks in her head that, you know what? If I tell him that I'm drunk or high... You know, he's going to take me to jail. I'll be safely locked up and, you know, nothing can get her. So she lies. She's like, yeah, I'm drunk. I'm high. I'm on all of that shit. Yeah. Well, he arrests her and puts her in the back of the cop car. And, um, you know, you think he'd be safe locked in jail. That's all short-lived, okay? Because the killer shows up. Uh, Tree is locked up in the back of the police car. Well, he comes crashing and he like hits the other police car, causing the uh, gas tank, I guess, to like, I don't want to say explode, but like he, it damages it, okay? I'm not a dude. I don't fucking know like what happens. But you see like fuel gas is coming out of the side of the cop car. And I guess he like runs over the cop. I don't really remember. So, kill scene, maybe. But obviously he's after a treat. Well, he has a blow-up special for her. 
And it takes a birthday candle to put her right back into the same day because that's what he does. He lights a single birthday candle, throws it on the ground, and it blows the cop car. Blows the cop car to fucking smithereens, all right? And again, she's waking up in Carter's room because everything's the same, okay? It's just always the same. It's never different. She ends up taking a whole bottle of Tylenol because, you know, she's waking up with these aches and pains, obviously, from being killed. And she takes the whole bottle of it. And he's just kind of like, what the fuck? And she's like, it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter because she's not going to actually die for real. Right? I have to take a quick break again. Drink my wine. Like, feeling fine. I feel like this movie's got me feeling like a tree after reviewing it so far. It's just kind of silly. Anyway, well, Carter is now offering to help her sort out this nightmare. Like, I think he just wants to help her. Because, you know, she's living the same day over and over again. I, there's not much you can do, but like, I feel like he wants to help her. So, they're at this restaurant and... Uh, tree just lets one blow, right? I mean, she just lets one blow. And what I mean by that is that she fought it, okay? That's what she does. They're like in the booth and she's just like <laughs> fucking shitting in her pants. And he's just like, um, are you done? And she's like, doesn't matter because you're not going to remember it. So there's no embarrassment, right? <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Well, as she's talking to Carter, you find out that Tree's mom died three years earlier and that they actually share the same birthday. And she also opens up to Carter about like how awful of a person she is or she's been. And I think she knows that her days are numbered. Because each time she wakes up from dying, she becomes weaker and weaker and actually closer to, to actual death. Like she's going to die. And as they're sitting in the restaurant, you see that the TV's on, the news is playing. And Tree sees that her killer has been close the entire time. It's like it clicks to her. There's a convicted murderer named John Toombs. And she's like, we got to get back to the fucking hospital. Because she knows once he escapes that hospital room, that's why I guess like he did escape it or whatever. He's after her. Like he's, you know, going to try to kill her. Well, Carter swoops in to save her. Because once they get back to the hospital, sorry, I got a little ahead of myself. They actually get back to the hospital. And you do, she takes the mask off or whatever. You do see that it is the actual convicted killer. And Carter tries to save the day, okay? Y'all, this sad though for a second. Because he gets his neck twisted like Keith Sweat. I said, oh, you got me twisted. Because he cute. And I feel bad for him. Because he was just trying to help her, okay? And you think... Oh, he's dead because he, like, breaks his fucking neck. Well, there's this whole tension built up. The race is on between Tree and this murderer, okay? Tree knocks the killer upside his head, but realizes, once she realizes, like, if she kills this guy, this this killer, this murderer, Carter will be gone forever. She can't do that because I think she's starting to, like, her, her uh, limbs are starting to loosen up for him because... She starts to like him. Well, anyway, she has herself set up. So, what she does is she decides to take her own life, right? So, she has herself set up with a noose around her neck. And, boom, she kills herself. And we're back to her original date. Again, like I said, 
But Tree is a little overly optimistic in this part because um, I think she just thinks she's maybe actually like defeated this bullshit once again. Well, she runs into Tim. And she's letting him know that, look, she knows he likes boys, not girls. And go get you a fine piece of man ass. And it's like he's just standing there. But I love that part because it's funny because he's like, okay. Well, like he, I think he felt like I can be myself. And like, plus she caught him watching gay porn. So she knew. <laughs> so it's like, whatever. Go get you a fine piece of man ass, okay? And uh, Tree is back at her sorority house after that. And she's talking to Lori about how she knows she hasn't been the best person, the roommate. Um, I think that Tree is just trying to make her amends with everybody. With the, you know, like, she slept with a doctor. He's married. Uh, and it's just like, it's fucked up. Well, she ends up running into the doctor. And basically lets him know, like, this isn't happening anymore. I'm not doing this anymore with you. And that if you're unhappy, grow some balls and leave. Don't cheat on your wife. And I guess, you know, like I said, she's had enough at this point. Tree is on a fucking mission. And she's also had enough of her shitty sorority sister, Danielle, for being such a bitch. And I was right. Her name's Becky. I was right, Becky. For wanting to just have some delicious fucking chocolate milk. Well, she takes the chocolate milk from Becky's tray, pours it over Danielle's head, and it's like, bye, bitch. <laughs> Nobody cares because chocolate milk is actually delicious. Well, then Carter shows up, and she just, like, gives him this really big smooch, and they kind of plan, like, a date. Like, it's like, oh, this is going to be so sweet, right? Like, you actually don't deserve his precious angel face, but that's fine. She She's starting to get better. Well, Tree is finally going to see her dad, because at the beginning, um, her dad kept trying to call her, but she would, like, totally avoid it, but it's just because the issues that she had, so, you know, she does finally go to see him, makes amends with him because it's her dad. Like, she needs to do what's right. Well, you then, after that, you see that she's getting dressed and she's now at the hospital. She tells the security guard, and the reason why she's at the hospital is I'm going to get to that, but it's not like she didn't get hurt again. She's literally getting all, like, fucking John claude Van Dammed up or whatever, okay? Instead of glammed up, she's getting damned up. And, um... She lets the, she's going back to the hospital for a reason. She tells the security guard to go get help because she knows that this fucking convicted killer is going to escape. And she goes into the hospital room, and there he is laying in bed. He's laying there, right? No mask on. She tries to shoot him. Of course, the gun jams up or whatever. It doesn't work. And he jumps up. They kind of have a little scuffle, and he has her at knife point throws her like into a wall I think she hits like a fire extinguisher uh, thingy or something I don't know if it had an axe in it or if it's that kind but anyway he throws her she hits the wall and um her watch beeps though so it's like he he throws her and then all of a sudden you see her look up and she has a smirk on her face so her watch beeps and she has stopped this fucking killing by time warping <laughs> I guess right so it's like oh I've defeated him because he wasn't able to kill me within that allotted time and she was able to like just disappear it's like she fucking transformed or teleported somewhere else well okay her and Carter are now back in her room 
So this is the scene you get. They're back in her room, and she has lit the candle to the cupcake in celebration of a new tomorrow because she really feels like, I'm going to have an actual tomorrow. But nope. She fucking, y'all, again. She done woke up. She wakes up again, and she's in Carter's room. And it's like, she's just like, I have to fucking give up, you know? Like, what the fuck are you going to do? Like, you think that you've defeated him, and now you're fucking waking up having deja vu bullshit all over again, and this isn't working. So you see that she's packing some bags. And Lori, her roommate, gives her the cupcake again. But, but, twista twista, okay? Plot twista. She had already eaten the cupcake the night before. So, we fucking find out that crazy Lori, who you just thought was so quiet and blah, 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 she's, she's fucking the one, she's the real killer, okay? She set everything up. I guess she, like, set up some shit because she worked at the hospital and let him escape. I don't know. She's, she crazy as fuck, okay? Um, her motive, you ask, was that Tree was having that affair with the doctor, but so was Lori. Because he was just a hoe, y'all. He was just a hoe, okay? Whatever, ain't nobody care, okay? So, jealousy and rage, that puts you into a murderous, you know, like, you're ready to go, okay? So, these two girls now, Lori and Tree, are fighting. And, uh, you know, it's like, they're getting into this huge fight, and Tree shoves, because <laughs> she is telling her at first, before they actually fight, let me, let me, let me scooch back, right? She's, like, telling her she knows, like, you poisoned this fucking cupcake. You take a bite of it. She's not going to eat it, right? And so, as they're fighting, fucking Tree grabs that cup cupcake and shoves it into Lori's mouth. And then just fucking, bam, Power Ranger kicks her out the window. And she did. Bam, bitch went down. Bye, Lori. Shit, me poisoning people. This isn't the fucking 18, 1900s. People don't do that shit anymore because you get caught, okay? And, but now you did, okay? Bye. And so that's the end, right? She actually like fixed it because now it's like you killed the real killer. And she meets back up with Carter. I think they're in the restaurant and they do make a fucking Groundhog Day reference <laughs> because he basically tells her he's like, this is just like that movie with Bill Murray in it. And she has no idea. And then he says something like, Oh, you've never seen Ghostbusters? And it's like, no, she hasn't. Okay, she's not cool yet, you guys. <sighs> bye. I'm just saying bye. But anyway, she ends up waking up in, you know, waking up in Carter's room. And it's a new day, baby. Finn. Finn. That's my way of saying finish. Okay. So, guys, I think she broke the curse. Or it seems like she broke the curse somewhat. I don't, I don't really, to be honest with you, I don't really know if she broke the curse. But she broke it enough. But... <laughs> There is a part two. Just saying. Just letting you guys know. Anyway, let's have some wine. I'm going to have my wine before we got we get into the what did we learn section. I'm just so smart. I'm just learning so much. I teach my own self all these things, right? All right. What did we learn? And this is more of like, I'm going to kind of like, it's a question form, right? Are birthdays really that great? Really? I don't know. I mean, maybe they are to die for I just did my own bad joke because this is how I entertain myself, okay? I podcast alone for the most part. What am I supposed to do? But really, are birthdays really that great? Not if they kill you, okay? Number two, that was number one. Number two, nice guys do finish first, okay? Sometimes it seems like they're last place, but they always win. 
Because Carter won because he was a sweet boy. That's why he won. Number three. Again, I seem to cover movies that have lots of sorority sisters. They can be a fucking nightmare. You need to know this, okay? They fucking are. Number four, our final lesson for today, is that you can drink your chocolate milk and tell people to fuck off because that shits is good. And get the whole chocolate milk. Like the whole milk. Oh my God. It's like a dream. It's like Katy Perry, you know? It's like fireworks and shit. It's so damn delicious. Like, I love it. Anyway, those are your lessons. Now, we'll talk about the wine. Um, I have to say, obviously, I really like this wine a lot. So, I'm going to give this cheap-ass wine four wasted birthday candles out of five. Because it's pretty damn good. There's a little bit, of, I mean, I said there's like a small issue with it. I think my only reason why I didn't give it a five out of five is it could be a tad drier for my taste but I also did pick out pick out this particular wine so I kind of knew it wasn't going to be super dry probably anyways but four out of five so the movie rating I'm going to give this movie three sorority bitches out of five because this is not the best plot for a movie I'll be honest with you it's not my favorite it has a lot of fun and it's silly and goofy and kind of comical and yeah but it's not scary so that's why I kind of deduct a point deduct a point but I don't think it's an awful movie and I don't know how you guys feel about it you can always like let me know and that takes me into the ending of my podcast I you know of course I hope that you enjoy listening to me rant bitch rate review these movies that I pick Nobody helps me pick them out. I literally just, you know, think of stuff and I'm like, oh, I want to do this movie. Or I'll see something, you know, like a commercial or I'll see an advertisement or something will pop into my head and I say, oh my gosh, I haven't seen this movie in so long. I want to do, let's do, I want to do it for the podcast. Let me, let me watch it and review it. But I do hope that you guys like this episode and will listen. Give me a listen because I really need you to because then we'll be best buddies forever. Well, I don't know about forever, but we'll be best buds, okay? But if you do want to, if you did like what you heard, if you liked what you heard, does that sound right? I don't know. Anyways, if you like listening to my voice, you can go to Instagram and give me a follow under Wednesday Wine and Whore. Facebook, um, it's just Heather Silman. Uh, I am available on most major podcast platforms. So look one up. Look for Wednesday Wine and Whore. My show comes out on Wednesdays, 12 p.m. Central Standard Time. Um, So do it, booze. Just, you know, like I said, listen to me. Be friends with me. We'll have a great time. I try to be entertaining. I try to be funny. I don't always do the most big motion picture movies, but that's okay. Because this is what I like. And I like kind of shitty movies sometimes. But again, like you heard in my rating, I don't really think that this is a shitty movie. It's not shitty. It's just, it's a little cliche. It's a little stereotypical. It's a little mm, uninventive to me. But that doesn't mean it's not like a fun watch. Like if you just are like, I'm chilling. I need a, you know, a fun watch. I just need something to, to put on for whatever. Watch it. It's worth it. Part two, eh, didn't care for part two. Probably won't be doing a review, but you never know. You never know. I might do it. But you guys, again, I appreciate it. I appreciate all of you, and I'm going to get off here. 
I'm going to go finish my wine and make some fancy dinner. But until next time, stay boozy and always stay spooky. Thank you.